Welcome back to Far From Perfect, everyone. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today we're talking with my podcast bestie, Allie Dameron. This is a much-needed episode as we are talking about transitioning off hormonal birth control. So when I talked about this on Instagram, I got a great response. So hopefully you find this episode super helpful, and I'll give you just you know a heads up right up, right up off the bat. It's not this scary thing. So if you've been contemplating getting off hormonal birth control, you don't need to worry. So in this episode, we first start off by talking about, okay, how does hormonal birth control affect us? Like, how does it work in our bodies? What is it doing to us? How can we transition off it? And what can we expect to happen? How can we make that transition smoother? And then Allie and I, of course, cannot have a conversation without addressing stress and the nervous system. So come for the birth control talk and stay for the lesson in stress management. You guys, this is a really important topic, especially for those of you who are headed into your 40s and your 50s and you've been on birth control for quite a while because that birth control is masking the symptoms of perimenopause. So you, you're you not having this communication with your body that you would have if you were not on it. And of course, this is all stuff that we teach you in our Revive program, the Lift to Gat Lean program that is specifically for the peri and post-menopausal woman. We are in the beginning of the current round of that program, but our next round will be at the end of October. So make sure you're on the wait list for that. You can join that with the link in the show notes. Of course, check out Allie and all of her amazing offerings. She now has a group coaching program as well. That is also in the show notes and enjoy this episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You guys, me and Allie are back and I'm so excited because it's always such a great time with Allie Dameron. And today we are talking about how you can transition off hormonal birth control or what that looks like. I also want to talk about like why you'd want to consider it. Mm-hmm. Um, so welcome back, Allie. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. So, you know, before we dive into this conversation on hormonal birth control, can you talk about, okay, what does hormonal birth control do to us? What happens when we start to take a birth control? Yeah, sure. So birth control pills are synthetic hormones and there's, you know, progestin and then there's synthetic estrogen or there's combination, like those are the combination pills. And then there's obviously like progestin only. Um, So there's different types, but basically what you're doing is when the pill comes in, your body's always trying to maintain homeostasis. So your body's always trying to say like, okay, we have this amount of hormones. This is where our level should be. And so when it gets synthetic hormones from a different source, it's like, okay, cool. We have these, we don't need to produce our own. So you 
without birth control, you have a connection from your hypothalamus, which is part of your brain, pituitary gland and your ovaries. So we call it the HPO axis. And it's always communicating saying, you know, sending like follicle stimulating hormone down and saying like, Hey, ovaries, it's time to ovulate. Like let's get some estrogen back. Or, you know, it's time to have a period. Let's go ahead and like plummet those hormones so that we can restart a cycle. Um, and when you take hormonal birth control, it pretty much like severs that connection. Your brain is just not communicating with your ovaries anymore. So when you hear people say how bad birth control is for you and like get off of it and all those things, really the problem with it is more the ovulation. So in a regular menstrual cycle, the ovulation is like the big event. And that's what we want to happen because ovulation is the only way that progesterone is produced. So progesterone, right, is like progestation. Um, and so it's produced after we ovulate in case we get pregnant, but progesterone does a lot of other amazing things for us. So we have adequate amounts, right? Like puberty, 20s, 30s, 40s, hopefully we have enough. Um, and people can tell when they're deficient in progesterone. Like that's when they usually start to experience like the hormonal imbalances and perimenopausal symptoms and things like that because they don't have enough progesterone. So we like progesterone because it helps raise our metabolic rate. It helps with our stress response. It makes us handle stress better. It works on neurotransmitters in our brain like GABA, which is really calming, relaxing, helps with anxiety. It does a bunch of other amazing things. And so we want adequate amounts of that for the time that we get it in our reproductive years. And so basically when you take hormonal birth control, it's severing that connection. And so we just don't ovulate anymore. So then therefore there's no progesterone and the progestin in birth control. A lot of people are like, well, you get like synthetic and progestin in birth control is looks a little bit more like testosterone actually in your body than it does progesterone. Gotcha. So it's definitely not anywhere molecular, molecularly similar to like what our natural progesterone would be. So this is what I have heard is, you know, once you get to that age of, you know, mid forties or whenever people start moving into perimenopause, mm -hmm. if you're on hormonal birth control. You don't know because it's masking the symptoms. Is that true? Yeah. So, yeah, so definitely. So basically when a doctor says that they want to like regulate your cycle, they're just giving you the same exact amount of hormones every single day where like naturally our hormones are going to fluctuate through ovulation and then, you know, the luteal phase and then our periods and things like that. We have normal hormone fluctuations. And so when you have a, a period bleed, it's not really a period or a pill bleed. It's not really a period because you haven't ovulated. It's basically just like a withdrawal from that medication. So yeah, like you're not going to know. I, I'm always a fan of using our menstrual cycle as like a monthly report card. Yeah. Um, it's helpful. So you don't have to just go get blood work all the time. Mm -hmm. And we can tell like, okay, cool. Your periods are getting closer together or further apart, or you're having more breast tenderness or they're getting heavier or they're getting lighter. Like we can look at that as like signs of actually what's happening. And I think that that's really helpful. The other thing that I, you know, we can get into this later if you want to too, but the other thing about it is like hormone testing on birth control. So that's something that like so many women come to me and ask me to test their hormones. They're feeling like their hormones are off while they're on hormonal birth control or wanting to do a Dutch test and they're on the IUD or something. And it's just, it's not going to test your hormones, your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and DHEA are all going to come back looking like zero, like really, really low. So there's no way to know what's actually going on. 
not with sex hormones when you're on birth wow. control. Yeah, no. Wow. We can okay. look at, you know, insulin. We can look at um, cortisol and stress hormones. We can look at other things, but, but sex hormones, like those three or those four, DHEA, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone are going to come back looking very low. And they're not at, like, they're not accurate at all. Like it's, right. it's a total waste of money to do it. It doesn't tell us anything. Okay. All right. I, I'm sure people are now like their ears are perked up. Yeah. I get that question a lot. And I think that sometimes I like forget to, that people don't understand that on birth control, those actually aren't our own hormones. Like we don't use our own hormones on birth control. So then that's perfect segue. Okay. I'm hearing this information. I think I'd like to cycle off my birth control. What does that look like? Is it a cycle off or is it like hard stop? You just pull it. So yeah, you, you mostly just pull it actually. So, so there's a few things. So hormonal birth control depletes certain nutrients. So like our B vitamins, zinc, copper, selenium, there's certain nutrients that, um, it can alter. It can alter your gut microbiome a little bit. And so my first suggestion is people who want to stay on hormonal birth control, like take something to help that. So mm-hmm. take either beef liver capsules, or there's a product from Vitanica that's called OC companion, which is like oral contraception companion that helps you replenish those nutrients and things like that. So that's sort of the first thing that probably a lot of people are noticing on birth control. If they're not feeling great is more like mineral deficiencies. Okay. Um, so that's sort of the first step is whether you want to stay on it or get off of it, like let's work on your minerals and, and start there. And then secondly, because your brain does not communicate with your ovaries on birth control, I like to use Vitex or Chastry Berry kind of prophylactically to kind of get that going in there because that's the herb that will help the communication from your brain to your ovaries work better. So I like to start there and kind of like get this going for people um, so that when they get off, it's a smoother transition. If you've missed that boat and you just get off, um, it's fine. Most people, I will say, like, I don't want to make this feel like a scary thing. Most people do fine. Yeah. Like most people get off. Like I said, it's helpful to replenish your minerals that have been lost through this process. Most people do just fine. If you had like prior hormone problems before getting on birth control. Most of the time, those just kind of like resurface, um, you know, and that's kind of what it is. And so we start treating that from a more like natural standpoint. I do really like a formula that's Vitanica is like one of my very favorite women's health herbal uh, companies. Mm -hmm. And they make one that's called Fem Rebalance, Mm -hmm. F-E-M Rebalance. And that's a great one for getting off birth control. Um, it just, it has that Vitex in there. It has borage oil, which kind of like looks like, um, progesterone. It has some nervous system calming stuff in there. It has black cohosh to kind of help regulate estrogen levels. So it's a great one to just anytime the endocrine system is disrupted through birth control, but also like pregnancy, breastfeeding, perimenopause, like any of those things that it's just weird. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a good one to take. So if someone, let's say they just decided to get off their hormonal birth control and they don't do any of this stuff, what, what happens? Is there like a typical thing? Do things just naturally work themselves out? Most of the time. Yes. Um, 
It kind of depends. So there could be a few things that can happen. Most of the time, yes, things just start working themselves out. They get a period in a month or two, start cool. ovulating and kind of their bodies take back over. Our bodies are smart. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people will get one of two things uh, or, or I guess a few things. So there's something called post-birth control sy- syndrome, which mostly is kind of like post-birth control PCOS. Mm. So sometimes if you use like a low androgen index, like Yaz or Yasmin, mm-hmm. um, you're, it's suppressing your testosterone. Mm-hmm. And so your testosterone kind of fires back the opposite direction and makes it really high. Okay. So people sometimes will come back with acne, more hair, like facial hair growth, some hair loss and ovulation lack of periods and kind of have like, there actually is a PCOS that's called post-birth control PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. So sometimes that can happen even with at, it usually does resolve itself within a few months because your body is like an intervention. Yeah. Your body does always try to maintain homeostasis. And so it does eventually regulate. Now, if PCOS was an issue before birth control, maybe not, it might not you know, know what to do. Um, but if it's just, if you simply like didn't have anything going on, took birth control for a while, got off of it, start having like chin acne, um, lack of ovulation, no period, it probably will resolve in a few months. Okay. The other thing that can happen is something called hypothalamic amenorrhea, which Mm -hmm. is more, again, that connection. So your brain communicating with your ovaries, it's sort of having a hard time, like restoring that connection. Okay. And that can happen. We think of hypothalamic amenorrhea as like people who overexercise and undereat, yeah, like stress mm-hmm. when that happens. Um, and the two of them look PCOS and hypothalamic amenorrhea look very similar. Are highly misunderstood and misdiagnosed for a lot of women. And the treatment's fairly different. So it's always helpful to like get you know your luteinizing hormone done, your follicle stimulating, your estrogen mm-hmm. uh, kind of tested to see like which diagnosis it is is this is not, uh, this is a little bit off topic. So HPA amenorrhea is different than low energy availability amenorrhea. So what happens is your hypothalamus, right? Is like the control center of your brain. It talks to your pituitary gland, which secretes certain hormones. And then that communicates both with your adrenals and your ovaries. So we have the HPA access for stress Mm-hmm. And we have the HPO axis for like reproduction and sex hormones. So when you're stressed, right, we, your brain's like, okay, there's a bunch of threats and dangers. We're stressed. Things are scary. It's going to communicate more with your adrenals mm-hmm. and say, Hey, we need cortisol, epinephrine, adrenaline, uh, those types of things to kind of fuel this response, kind of push us into second gear here for the stressor. And it sort of doesn't communicate as much with your ovaries at that point. There's a precursor hormone that's called pregnenolone that can either go to cortisol or it can go to uh, DHEA, which is testosterone later down the road or progesterone. Okay. So that's kind of why when stress is high, mm-hmm. your adrenals are more interested in producing cortisol um, and your brain is more interested in telling your adrenals to produce cortisol instead of your sex hormones. Wow. Our bodies are so amazing. Yeah, I know. And that's the, like, we got to like, just give them credit for all the things. Yeah. yeah. It just, it just knows. And, you know, I've actually, I know you and I've talked so much about stress over the years, but yeah. I've actually like, 
kind of gotten into this place with like anxiety, fight or flight, high stress, where it's like, we actually need to be like more appreciative to our body. Cause it really is like a protective mechanism here. It's really trying to protect us. It's not trying to be like a pain in the ass. Yeah. And like, it's miserable. <laughs> that is you such know? a great like paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best things that, you know, I've gotten from our conversations over the years was number one, this was a great lesson that I learned from you. Um, our bodies like, yes, stress, duh, but we're so resilient. Yeah. You like helped me and like the listeners understand, like we, we need to understand our lives are going to be stressful, but like you're yeah. also very resilient. So yeah. don't disempower yourself. So that was alley lesson. Number one, yeah. alley lesson. Number two <laughs> is that our bodies are simply responding to the signals. We are sending it. Mm-hmm. So if your body is doing something wonky, what kind of wonky sense, like messages are you sending to your body? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then now yeah. this one is what were you going to say? No, go ahead. And then this awesome lesson that our bodies are just trying to protect us. So mm-hmm. appreciate what your body's doing for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's not so scary getting off birth control. People really don't have anything to be afraid of. No. And I always say this too, with like that, that if you hate it, if things are like not going well, you get off and you're having all these horrible symptoms, you're trying the natural stuff. It's not working well for you. Mm -hmm. The option is always there. Yeah. To go back on it. It's always there. I love that. Yeah. So I think that it's worth a try Mm -hmm. to, so my thing with it is if you're using birth control for like hormonal symptoms to like regulate your cycle, help with acne, help prevent ovarian cysts, things like that. Like, let's try to get your body back in balance. Let's kind of reverse engineer the process. Like, okay, body wants to have a period every 20 days or body wants to produce cysts. Like, okay, why would that be? Well, probably there's not enough progesterone, too much estrogen. Okay. Well, why would that be? And we kind of just like reverse engineer the process that your body's doing. Um, and I think that, you know, that's, you're definitely just going to feel better in all the ways because the root of it, I'm going to talk about this with the hormonal pyramid all the time. The root of things always leads back to cortisol, adrenaline, and insulin always. Like there's something that's going on there to start the whole process and likely your period's not the only culprit or casualty of the whole process. Like you're probably feeling soulfully exhausted. Like I, I actually just recorded a podcast this morning. I've never seen women so exhausted and it's not in like a, we need sleep. It's like in a just bone like soulful exhaustion. Like they just, it's their life is unsustainable. Uh, My friend, Dave, who does copywriting for me, we were talking about this and he came up with this title. It's, it's the kind of tired that sleep can't fix. Right. No, it's like, you got so far down the road of like not being necessarily authentic and genuine to yourself that you don't recognize where you are and you're swimming upstream now to try to find it. Yeah. And I think that that's like such a huge thing. I have so many people that are coming to me right now that are just so anxious and so exhausted. And yeah, it's, it's not a sleep thing. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's impacting sleep. It'd be nice to get more sleep. Cool. Right. Right. But like, it really is that. And so I think, you know, when we sort of get to the root and go to therapy and talk about these things. And honestly, like 
look at them in the face and be honest with ourselves. Like what are we not showing up to ourselves? Like I just had a patient right now who works in like a male dominated industry and said that she can't like show up as herself. And I'm like, that's Mm. exhausting on an every single day basis. Like you're trying to like prove yourself and like, that's gotta be exhausting. How many people are like trying to prove themselves right? because they don't feel worthy as they are. And like Brene Brown says, the minute you start to hustle for your worthiness, like you're totally abandoning yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is, is part of it. Now with birth control, I think the pregnancy conversation is a bit different. Yeah. Right. So like, and obviously it's doing the same thing. Um, I know so many practitioners out there that are like, use the fertility awareness method. It works so great. And you got to do this. And I agree to some extent, but for some people, like that's just not on the table, right? They're just not going to take their temperature every day. They're not going to touch their cervix. They're not going to, I'm probably not going to touch my cervix to be honest with you. No, like you don't know what you're feeling for. Like, it's just like one of those things, like, come on, we can't even like eat on a regular basis. We can't like go to sleep on time. Like, how are we going to like pay attention to this? So I get it. Like in an ideal world, cool. It would be awesome. Like you can definitely prevent pregnancy that way. Most of the time it works great. It's natural. Cool. But like, also let's be realistic. It's probably not happening for a lot of people. So, you know, I think IUDs are probably a better option because sometimes within like a year on the Mirena, a lot of women actually do ovulate. Oh, yeah. So it just kind of does come back to like the ovulation conversation. If there's a with the copper IUD, you do ovulate. Okay. Um, so it kind of comes back to that. Now it doesn't mean even though it's non-hormonal that it's not messing up your hormones, your brain still can say like, okay, cool. There's a copper IUD in my uterus. I'm probably not going to get pregnant. Like probably not going to really worry about this that much. So I do see people that also come back with copper IUDs that have really low hormone levels too. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's just kind of like, just kind of gotten to the point now where just kind of like whatever works, like we can kind of pick up the pieces. We can support your minerals. I just think like the rigidity of holistic health, just, I'm just like not here for it anymore. Mm -hmm. So here's a hard question, Allie, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I, you know, let's have this conversation. Mm -hmm. You and I both have boys. You've got two. I have one. Every day. I'm very grateful that I have a boy. (laughs) <laughs> hands down. I'm sorry for the girl moms out there. More power to you. Totally. What would you do if you had a daughter and she asked to be put on birth control? I know. I think I'd probably go the IUD option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's less invasive. I mean, it's obviously invasive in like a way that it's there. Yeah. Um, but they don't have to think about it. Yeah less mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, it probably is better hormonally. Cool. Cause I was, I don't know who I was having this conversation with the other day, but I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, again, grateful that I have a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> but still yeah. I mean, boys are still responsible. Like, and I'm not saying it's only the girl's responsibility, right. but this is our reality right now. Right. Um, yeah, no, I think about that. And that's part of, honestly, that's part of my conversation with this is like, I can sit on my high horse all the time. My husband has a vasectomy and I have boys. Yeah. I don't need birth control. That's not a thing in my life. 
but like, I get it. I have a lot of women whose husbands won't do that. And they're 45, probably still fertile and absolutely don't want kids anymore. So yeah. So I just like, let's just be flexible. Like, let's just meet people where they are. It doesn't mean that if you take birth control, like you're just going to be super unhealthy and like feel miserable and yeah. Some people do. They don't feel great on birth control. They feel much better getting off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that you've got to just meet people where they're at with things. I agree. Although it is interesting that their husbands won't do that. I mean, Pat would do whatever I asked him to do. So yeah, I know I sometimes question those men, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I had a baby for you. You won't. Anyway, that's a different conversation for a different day. And I sound really judgy. Sometimes I'm like, come on, man, help your wife out. But for the team, bro, I don't know where I'm at sometimes, but again, like, yeah, it's not your place. You can't control. I mean, I do say that I'm like, really? But, um, you know, there's definitely a frustration in most of them too with it. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. Well, this is good. I mean, I know people that you have helped. My friend, Rachel, you helped her get off birth control. She she loved getting off of it. She felt so much better um, without it. So I do have, a, yeah, I, I have a lot of people that do, and they definitely like their moods feel better. Their bloating feels better. Usually headaches feel better. Now, again, this is an interesting conversation because these are the things that people go on birth control for. Interesting. Um, so I, I, again, I think it's like an individualized thing, but I do think in general, I know this to be true that when your body is in balance with its natural hormones, you're going to feel the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you know true. how, uh, how do people, people should know this, but how do people work with you? Cause you, now you have a new offering, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, you can meet me on my website at alliedameron.com. I'm on Instagram at the same handle, Allie Dameron. I'm always happy to answer any questions. I offer free 15 minute consults. If you're just wondering like what work together would look like, if I'm your good fit, if you have specific questions, um, we can talk about best next steps, testing, all the things. Um, cause I know that sometimes it can be kind of scary to just start working with somebody new when you don't know the drill. Um, <laughs> so I do that. And then, yeah, I have a new mentorship that's out that I'm really excited about. I just wanted to create, I was thinking about this. So I have pretty much the same three conversations with women. Mm -hmm. It's definitely like nervous system stress, like again, kind of pulling back the curtain on those things, anxiety, things like that. Um, always weight loss and food and all of that. And then, um, like period stuff. So like estrogen dominance, low progesterone, PMS, irregular periods, those types of things. Mm -hmm. And I know that all of those are different. You know, we think of them completely differently, but they all kind of do go together. And so I was thinking about, I was like, gosh, I have the exact same conversation with every woman. And there's times that I'm like, gosh, I really wish that like these two could, could get together and like hash out this conversation. Um, because I think they could like learn a lot from each other. And so I wanted to create a place where they, they're still my patients. Mm-hmm. where I can offer like individualized support and all of that, but that they did get that opportunity to kind of just like collectively chat. And I actually got that from you in our people pleasing conversation. Yeah. 
that was like such an amazing day where people were like, yes, this is like where I'm struggling or like, well, this helps me or like, I don't know. It just was like such an amazing thing. And you do weight loss, but we're talking about people pleasing. Like it all does come together. It's never just the one thing. Mm-mm. So, yeah. So that was kind of my thought behind it to, it. to just meld the two together. Well, and you know, I will say, I obviously I love group coaching is what I primarily do because that shared experience it's when you have the so you've got your main contact like Allie or me who tell you what to do with the things that you work with us for but then you see how other people are implementing the struggles they're having where they're overcoming you can also support them then you have a whole network of support rather than just checking in with Allie once a week or me once a month or whatever the protocol is for that it's really powerful to be in that group yeah, yeah no, I think so too. And I think, I think there's so much healing too. And just realizing that you're not alone. hundred percent. Yeah. So, and I think for you too, like there's so many people that are like, that literally say to me, like, I know it's going to sound super weird. And I'm like, I, it doesn't sound weird at all. Like this is a thing, mm-hmm. a huge thing yeah. like everyone's dealing with. Um, so it's not weird at all. I know. Like, I think about, you know, when you and I talk just not about anything, but just like what it's like to have a business and have to be right. on Instagram and promote and like knowing that you have the same steered experience that I do. It's like, okay. Yeah, I know <laughs> the times in my own life, like through business or, um, <clears throat> I had like a postpartum group that was kind of the same and like both have like just gotten me through mm-hmm. those times. Like that support, I think is just so amazing. So, so yeah. Well, and I think like one last final point is you don't have to do this alone. There's no way that you could know all the things about everything. So reach out for without to Allie if you're dealing with something. Ask for help with your weight loss. You will get lost in the Googles, like with what to do. <laughs> it's so noisy and there's just so many different ideologies. Like I, I could literally talk about that for three days straight. It's mm-hmm insane and very hard to be a consumer in any, I mean, I find it hard for business coaching and like business stuff. Like, I don't know who to look for or what to do or what strategies to implement. Like, and I think the same is true in all places that you're trying to do things. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's hard. Awesome. Well, Allie, thank you so much. This was a wonderful conversation. I know it's going to help a lot of people. So you're just the best. And I really appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate it. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episode of Far From Perfect with Kylie. Make sure you check Allie out on Instagram. She is at Allie Dameron and of course on her website, AllieDameron.com. She is such a great resource. I send so many clients to her because I just believe in the work that she is doing and I trust her 100%. You guys, if you liked this episode, share it with your friends and you can support the episode by shopping with my beauty counter. That's awesome. And another great way to decrease the stress in your life because you're decreasing the toxic load um, on your system. That is something that we don't often think about when it comes to managing our stress. And of course, I'm an affiliate for Outwork Supplements. I am a big fan of their pre-workout 
supplement and then also their recovery drink which has a little bit of creatine in it just enough to get the benefits of it so long as you are consistently taking it so links to my affiliate links will be in the show notes let me know if there's a topic you want to talk about or a guest you have in mind and i'll reach out to them see if i can get them i've had really good luck so far talk to you soon bye-bye